Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Have You Ever Played podcast, the only podcast that blames the camera in a children's video game consistently. I am Matt Fondude, a.k.a. Matt. That's the same. I've done that backwards twice now. I'm committed to the bit. And I'm with my co-host here. I'm James. Uh, James 04E on most social media platforms and James 04E on Instagram. You know what, James? You honestly, you nailed it. We we had a uh, a bit off camera where we were gonna do a cold open where James is British now inexplicably. And honestly, the way you prepped me by saying like I'm just gonna send it, no practice. I thought it was gonna be bad. It was surprisingly decent. I'm glad I'm a very good British person. Okay, I mean, let's never do it again. Yeah, uh, definitely. As to not offend our our friends in the kingdom, is that as the, I think that's what they call it. The kingdom, something like that. One of the they're, some, they're united. I, I don't know. Who knows? Oh man. Um. Well, welcome to the Have You Ever Played podcast, the podcast that serves as a book club for games, almost. And um, today we're going to be talking about the second half of Mario sixty four. Uh, James and I beat the game. Well, I don't know if he beat the game. I did. I did. Uh, uh that, that's yeah. all I'll comment. I did, in fact, beat the game. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did a sixty nine star run. I don't know if you got seventy stars, but I did. I did sixty nine stars for the for the culture. Um, you, you were able to access it without how? Well, I uh, I got sixty nine stars, then I just BLJ'd, which is backwards long jumping up the sta- infinite staircase, which is like oh. a little speedrun tech. I just oh, did it I for see. the the just okay. to be funny, um, just to make myself laugh, which I tend to do in video games a lot. Man. Um, but yeah, we we uh, decided, and by decided I mean. We got some comments about previous episodes where uh, we jumped around a little too much. So I kind of want to have some structure and we're going to take it back. I think we're going to run through all the levels in the game because there's not that many and kind of give our opinion on them and what we experienced and talk about the game in general as we go. Uh, And since we didn't talk too much about the levels in the previous episode, I think we'll start us off at Bomb Bomb Battlefield, the first level of the game james what was your what was your experience with that level uh, i thought it was lots of fun it was a really cool like introduction to the game um i liked that they had all the like signs around to kind of tell you how to do all the all the basic stuff and like the fancy stuff like the the long jumps and all those things um mm-hmm. i think it was really cool that they had you utilizing areas multiple times like the mountain that they had You'd use it at the start to get up to the the giant bomb bomb, uh, and you also use it during your race with the with the Koopa, and I believe you had to use it when you were trying to shoot through the uh, the the coins in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it's a good introductory level that gives you all the different elements. Like, there's a lot of elements in that level. Like the wing cap is also used later. Um, it's it's a pretty good example of what you can expect in a in a level in this game, and something that I appreciate about it that we'll definitely talk about later on the later levels is its simplicity and lack of complex platforming and yes and un- yeah there's a there's a, a very simple you can you can run through the stage it's it's not that hard you're having a good time the camera isn't like constantly rotating in your face and you're not having to jump between death poles and dying off the stage. There's no death pits. It's just a nice, good old Mario time. And we neglected to talk about the music at all in this game, known for, like, banging tunes, like Bomb on Battlefield's theme. Yes. Uh, which is 
absolutely slaps. And uh, James, did you notice that themes were reused in other levels too? Yeah, I, I did notice occasionally. I I will say the music, like I'm, it's so like it. They're all such classic songs that I almost didn't notice them at times. Like it, it just felt natural. Like yeah, I'm playing Mario, and of course this music's playing. You know, I I know this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but I did I did notice when they reuse them sometimes, and I thought it was actually kind of cool. I know some people might consider it a little little lazy, but I think that the fact that they understand it's almost like they understood that these songs are very very are going to be very well liked. Yeah, and also I mean it also did save them some uh money and time and yeah, it is weird to think that there's everyone's out here being like Bob on Battlefield that's my favorite song, but no one's out here being like oh yeah, oh that's the tall tall mountain theme. I, I think they share the same theme. Or one of the stages has the like the same theme, and it's like, wow, yeah. someone on the internet is like, oh man, I love that theme from that level, and they're talking about Bomb on Battlefield, but it is used throughout other levels, so yeah, that is kind of a weird thing to think about in an OST. But yeah, uh, I guess some classics include um, the slide song is a great one. Uh, yeah, the 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 water level theme, which I forget what the actual name of the theme is. You mean the Jolly Roger Bay level theme? Yeah, I think it's you know the one where it's like do uh, the the classic Mario like water level song that's just yeah. like super relaxing and nice. Uh, lo-fi study beats material, if you will. Of course. Yeah. Um. Oh, actually, maybe we should talk about the castle itself because that's a level technically. It's a hub world. Yeah. Yeah, you can consider it a level. <clears throat> I, I did think it was it was a lot more fun to just walk around in the castle than I remember. You know, it, they did a lot to make sure that it doesn't feel very samey as you're going through it. Like there are some areas that do look a little different. Mm-hmm. And I also think that like the little little secret area that like led you to the haunted castle. I can't remember what the level name was, but um, Big Boo's Haunt. Yeah, the area that led yes. you to there. I thought that was a little really cool thing that I just kind of like stumbled upon very very naturally. The game didn't need to do anything special to direct me there. Yeah, I I really appreciate the amount of like secrets and kind of hidden things throughout this game, especially within the hub world of the castle. Uh, there is a ton of weird things that you could totally miss. Like, I kept remembering in the DS version of the game, there's a snowman level where it's like hidden somewhere. I think in that mirror room later on. And I did not find it during my playthrough this time because I thought it was just in the DS version. But, spoiler, jumping ahead, in the credits, you see a little glimpse of it. Uh, did you ever, did you end up going to the snowman room? Snowman's uh, Land? Snowman's Land? Yeah. So I actually only found it because I also remembered it and I looked it up because there's no way mm-hmm. I thought, there's no way I'm not finding this. Um, not to jump ahead, but to jump ahead, like we said we weren't going to do. How did you unlock that? Because I just didn't find it. I don't even remember. I literally, I, I it, looked up it, a tutorial and I just followed their steps. It must have been in the mirror room. Yeah, or something. It, I think it was in there. Even... Yeah. It is funny, though, that we have, we're having, like, secrets discourse. Like, we're on, like, the playground when this game came out. And I think that is a big part of the charm of Mario 64. And I think this game has a lot of charm, and I think that charm can kind of wear off toward the end of the game if you're trying to beat it. 
because some of that charm turns into jank, which we'll talk about as we go on. But while James is looking up the secret instructions, oh, I think we can probably yeah. move on yeah, yeah. to so Wong's the, Fortress. So the way you actually discover it is it's like when you look away, you can see it, but when you look at it, you can't. Oh. You need to like jump at it while you're not looking at it or something like that. That's really yeah, like weird. It's, so, it's bizarre. It's like to the left. In That's the, a uh, Nintendo the Power moment right there. Yeah. Like one hundred and ten percent. If we're playing these older be, games, yeah. I would hate to be the guy that designed that. That designed that. And I'm like, wait, you mean most of the people that are playing the game aren't going to be able to experience this? But it is clever. They put it in the yeah. credit screen because then people are going to be like, how do I get to that level? I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Womp's Fortress, uh, if you remember, is the you scale the giant tower. There's an owl mm-hmm. that flies you around. There's a boss fight, which I honestly forgot this game had multiple boss fights outside of Bowser, yeah. which we can talk about. We'll see if you got each boss fight um, well, well, as we go to the, each level. Yeah. Uh, so it, you fought Womp, right? Uh, Womp's yes, Fortress? yes, I did. Uh, mm-hmm. To be honest, this is another one where it's kind of like the it's a twirling mustache being like oh you'll never you'll never do a ground slam on my back while i'm on the ground <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that was i i had a good laugh playing that but i i think generally this level is pretty cool i thought that the the different kinds of enemies like the sleeping uh oh god what are they called what I, i'm forgetting plant? yeah yeah the sleeping piranha plants were cool then i also thought there's the enemies that like, like the ones that like crush into the ground and you can like jump on oh, top of thwomps. them. Oh, thwomps! Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, those are really cool to interact with too. Like collecting the, the red coins on that level. Were, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, everything about it. Like it, it's still early on in the game. It's very quick and easy. There's a lot of ways to solve the puzzles. You can wall jump. You can backflip wall jump to grab stars. You can climb up the tower. There's a lot of ways to get the stars that are either the intended way or unintended just kind of you're doing your own thing and again there's not a huge risk of instantly dying and having to restart the level which uh we'll get to as we go on um nothing too notable about this stage it's just a pretty good stage overall yeah to kind of build off of that i did enjoy that they they allowed you to collect these stars and stuff in multiple ways that included the the like fancy movement tech things that you could do but didn't require them necessarily Mm -hmm. And it uh, felt yeah. good to return to this level too. Yeah. Like if if you were playing earlier, like if you were playing this on your first playthrough, and you didn't know all these different techniques, you would get some stars, but you would return later on with knowledge, and then you kind of could blast through and get a lot of the other stars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jolly Roger Bay, which is the one we were talking about, the pirate ship water level, which. I thought it was like the music's probably the best part of that level. It's it's fine. Yeah. There's some memorable uh, stars there, like yeah, the eel. Outside of the music, I thought it was it was okay. The eel was a little weird at times. I think I glitched it once, or it just like wouldn't leave. I was I I, I sat there for like half an hour, and I'm just thinking I have to be missing something. Like there's got to be something that I'm like that I'm not doing right now that I should be doing. It turns out I just had to had to restart the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this old game. Um Eel, I mean there's a couple cool stars there. It's not yeah. like the it's kind of slow. It's it's probably one of the better water levels. I think it beats like Dire Dire or yeah, Dire Dire. Wait a minute. It beats Wet Dry World 
Dire Dire Docks, I kind of am forgetting what... I had to look at a screenshot of this level real quick. I Oh, yeah, that's I the one with Bowser's that. sub or something. Yeah. That's that's a forgettable level, to be honest. Yeah, outside of very, the, I, I forgot sub. it existed until you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jolly Roger Bay. I mean, eh, it's 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 a good iconic level, but it's not like the most fun. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool mountain. On the other hand, is a pretty fun level. Oh my god! Yes. I the... like it. The music. The there's a, there's slide races, which I think the slide races are a lot of fun in this game. Yeah, those are really fun. Um, I think did, my favorite yeah. part was the little penguin. I think it's the ultimate litmus test for if you're a good person or not. Whether you drop the penguin off of the mountain, and you drop the penguin off, right? Uh, as a child, I did. Okay. Uh, and the funny thing about that is, it, I'm pretty sure it was actually because I didn't know where to go because I just hadn't paid <laughs> attention at all. So I'm like, you know what? I've been carrying around this penguin for so long; it's not giving me instructions. It's not doing anything. Screw it! I'm just throwing it off the map. So your childhood instinct is to immediately like, oh, I don't know what yeah. to do. All right, immediately kill the child. Yeah, I. When I when I came back to this level, I I walked towards the cliff and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm, I have so I just unlocked so many repressed memories. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I I just it was crazy the amount of things I just remembered that I did in that level, all the times that I slid down with the with the little penguin, all the times I got crushed or beaten up by those things jumping on the bridge. Oh, the snowman! I just snowman. returned the penguin yeah. to the big penguin, and I was like, wow, I I've finally completed my life mission. I've closed the book on my childhood. I finally knew what to do with the penguin. Yeah, did you go... So you went, like, the really, like, Boy Scouts route? Like, you really went all the way around the mountain? You didn't just, like, jump off the mountain with the penguin? Yeah, I, I went all the way around the mountain. Like, oh, wow. Slid down. Yeah, I, I, I just kind of, like, tried my best. I I got that star. Uh, did you... Do you remember ever playing this as a kid? Did you fall for the bait of the penguin at the bottom? Because I know I did. There's, like, a false imposter penguin that is right above the mother penguin and you try to give her uh that penguin he's like that's not my child oh yeah i actually don't think i ever like interacted with that one i think i kind of noticed it but i didn't really like like do anything with it yeah it's he's a he his existence is to be a bit and then mm. he gets thrown off the mountain and it's just you know it's a sad it's a sad life for that penguin <laughs> man uh yeah there's some complex moral choices in mario 64 that rival fallout 4 i would say in uh the choices you can make indeed um but yeah that's that's that level i i would say um we can kind of skim through these earlier ones a bit booze i mean boo big booze haunt i think comes back that's like an anytime once you've unlocked so actually that's after yeah. the first bowser stage uh and all the bowser stages i think are fun the fights are stupid and bad but all yeah. the all the uh, all the stages are fun. Yep. Sorry about that. We had to take a quick break. Uh, James is receiving some sort of wet meat that needs to immediately be placed into a containment unit. Uh, I don't know what actually you're getting. I'm assuming it's food. Yeah, it was just some food that my parents like ordered or something. Okay, so it was just like it had a timer. If it was gonna sit outside, the wolves would have started gathering. Yeah, definitely. The, the coyotes would would come to oh yeah to claim their prey oh i thought you were just gonna say your entire home address <laughs> on the, the podcast um anyway we were talking about i think penguin murder and well we, we moved past that. oh yeah big booze haunt 
this yep. is kind of a stage you could kind of visit anytime after the first Bowser. So I came back here throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a really cool stage, but some of the stars are really confusing. And uh, I chose not to come here that often. I'm not going to lie. I, I came here once, went, did the whole shebang with the spooky piano and stuff, and I just never came back. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Like, I, I think that's kind of the beauty of Mario 64. You can pick and choose what stars you want to do if you're doing a 70 star, just trying to beat the game. Yeah. And if there's any star that is annoying, you just leave. Just don't do it. There's plenty of stars to get you through yeah. the game. Problems arise when all the stars are annoying, though. That's, I mean, fair enough. Uh, as as we'll get down the list, uh, all the stars become more annoying. Yes. Um, but Big Boo's haunt has uh, the King Boo boss fight, technically, but it's just mm -hmm. hit Boo three times. I don't know if you did that. That's one yeah, of the I bosses. Yeah, that was the only one that I, I think that was the only one I did. Boo Hoo down, sounds like a thwomp. Every enemy in this game just goes, yeah. ur, ur, and it's pretty great. Uh, one of the weaker bosses, but a cool, uh, probably one of the cooler areas in the game, especially because mm -hmm. it's like an optional thing. It's a little spooky Halloween area too. Uh, one of the stars there requires you to get onto the roof, which I had a lot of trouble with, and I kept falling off of the roof and then having to walk slowly through the mansion, going up the stairs and slowly going over, trying again, falling and. That becomes very apparent throughout the stages later on of trying to do one thing, like one jump, falling, and then spending five minutes walking to the jump again. Yeah. I don't know if you've had that experience. I had that experience many times. Yeah. Um, uh, if we, if we, once we get to Lethal Lava Land, we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to be talking about. Yeah. All right, so... Before Lethal Lava Land, we have Hazy Maze Cave, which I think is also a pretty cool level. It's the level where there's a bunch of rolling rocks and you unlock the metal cap. And there's yeah. like a dinosaur and all kind of crazy stuff happening. Yeah, the dinosaur was really cool because you basically control it by changing the direction that Mario's facing. Once you oh, jumped on its head. Yeah, it was real. I really liked that. Especially you... given how mm -hmm. wonky the camera is, it was it was very nice to have that much control. Did you find out that you could like ground pound? I think it's Dory, the dinosaurs back, yeah. and then they would lower their head. I didn't realize that until I played this, because um, I kept jumping to the head without doing that. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm not well, gonna luckily, lie. I I, I just yeah. thought it was a boss. So I oh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that level's actually pretty... That has, it has a fire remix of Underground theme from, like, Mario. Yeah. It's kind of spooky. I believe it's got this was a level that had, like, the, the spider thingies. Like, the bugs. Uh, the weird legs. Yeah, it has some of the spiders that walk on the land. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a cool level, I think. Mm. It feels good to explore. Um, but... Then there's the... So, at this point in time, by the way, in, in Bowser's Castle, after every time you beat a Bowser level, you gain access to a new part of the castle, which gives you new levels and secrets and stuff, which I think is a cool mechanic. Yeah. Uh, and in speedruns, you just skip everything by skipping around in the hub world, which I think is also cool. It makes the speedrun cool. But this next... Like, this set of levels of Hazy Maze Cave and, like, Lethal Lava Land and Shifting Sand Land and all that stuff... Uh, they're kind of in the lower level and Dire Dire Docks. And I think these lower level 
levels are pretty good still. Uh, I think there's some frustrating elements. They start to ease you into the uh, the BS. Yeah. Uh, like in Lethal Lava Land, you want to explain what your problem was with that stage? Yeah, so I really liked the stage with like the, the bullies and stuff like that. Like I thought all that stuff was cool. But then there was the one part where you had to go inside of the volcano. And I remember it was called Elevator Tour in the Volcano. Yep. And I just couldn't get my camera to be in the right position where I could see myself while I'm while I'm shimmying up one of the one of the poles. And at the top of the pole there was this rotating fire thing. And so I'd always get to the top, try to jump, hit the rotating fire thing because I can't see. <clears throat> and then I Mario would do his whole thing where like he's gotten hit by fire, you know, he's he's jumping around and all ha, that ha, stuff. Ha, 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 ha. Yes. Yeah. And then I'd fall off of that back into the lava, get hit by the lava like twice, and if I didn't die, <laughs> I'd have to find my way back to the elevator thing and do it all again. Yeah, and at least the one nice thing is it'll checkpoint you there. Like yeah. sometimes when you're entering a new area, It'll give you a checkpoint, although it'll still eject you from the painting, making you wait and then go back into the level. Yeah. Um, but it feels like at this point there's a shift in and the difficulty of some of the stars comes from, OK, we're going to have one jump and it's not a difficult jump, but we're going to lock the camera for some reason. And you're going to jump and miss completely because there's a weird depth perception issue happening. Yep. And then you're going to fall and die. And then it's going to just take you like five minutes to get back to where you were to make the same one jump again. And you're like, this isn't difficult in any other game. It would be fine. It's I'm the boss fight is the camera and Mario's movement. Because sometimes Mario, if you're facing one direction and you want to make a full like 180 turn or whatever, he has to manually turn himself, which will end up having him walk off ledges because he's doing a turning animation yeah and it's just like it's when you're on these tiny platforms and they love to just put these little fire spitters everywhere just to, yes. because they know they're gonna knock you off and there's no other oh difficulty outside God. of they're like all right this we're gonna have to make it kind of wonky and otherwise it's gonna be too easy but it's it's hard for them to actually make something interesting and challenging yeah i think a lot of the other lethal lava land stars were pretty not good though like the uh the log although yeah, the log, the log uh, just, you could just skip yeah i just skipped it I, I just jumped into the lava yeah um but you get a that, that level lethal lava land is the first taste of defeat uh and i think shifting sandland has a little bit of that going on but they give you the wing cap so you can't yeah you don't you don't have to die and i think you're looking quizzical um are you thinking I forget. which you level is this? Did you have to complete the wind cap level to get the wind cap here? Yeah, you do. To okay. unlock it anyway. Then I am remembering properly that I could not complete parts of this because I did not want to bother completing the wind cap level. Well, you don't have to beat the wind cap level. All you have to do is go to the middle platform and hit the pow switch. Really? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> you yeah. try to get all the red coins. I yeah, toward, towards the end of, when I was towards the end of the game, I, I was thinking, I, I just have to complete this. So oh, I, no. I, I spent hours doing it. I finally got it. And now I'm being told I didn't even have to do it. You No, you just had to land on the platform and hit the switch. Man. 
That was I, I cannot believe you went. I mean, that's one of the more annoying stars to get the red coin uh level on that wing cap yeah. level. And the worst part the worst part is I remember I, I watched I even looked up like a, a walkthrough on how to do it and all the walkthroughs had you doing the stars. So like, oh I just have to, or not the stars, the coins. Like, oh I just have to collect all the coins? That, that kinda sucks. That's so unfortunate. It's Man. so unfortunate. That made your probably the whole rest of your playthrough a lot uh more challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, like that was the reason why I why I ended up doing it because I'm like, well, I I feel like I just kind of feel like I almost need it. Well, this is another level that has a boss fight. Did you get the boss fight here? No, I don't think so. It, the boss fight was the bird, right? No, there's a there is a okay. So if you do the star stand on all the four pillars, yeah. it blows up the roof of the pyramid. And then you enter the pyramid, and there's a giant hand boss that's like rock hands. And it's probably the most, like, I think, well-balanced boss. Because I kept saying, like, oh, Bowser is kind of a stupid boss. And it's like, well, N64, they didn't have the power to make a boss that was kind of fun. Yeah. And it's like, no, the hand boss is cool because it's two giant hands. And they punch at you to knock you off a cliff. But then every so often they open up, and you have to punch them. And it was a oh. cool boss. And I really wish it's, I it was that. more fun Damn. than Bowser. It was more fun than fighting Bowser three times with his inexplicable teleporting ability in the second level, but then he doesn't teleport again. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. He, yeah, his stand power that he forgets to his use later power. on. Um, Yeah, that was a cool boss. Uh, definitely, this game, there's the whole meme of every copy is personalized. And it really was feeling like that playing this game, though, where I'm like, I don't remember there being a boss here. And yeah. also just weird stuff happening um not too many other notable stars really in shifting sandlands there's like the whole inside the pyramid which is kind of like a a baby's version of the lethal lava land like inside mm -hmm. the volcano level yeah I, I did go inside of the pyramid i believe yeah it's not that yeah. bad yeah it was it was fine um then there's snowman's land which neither of us went to i guess I did. Or go no, to you did. Land. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Can all right. Well, describe your experience there because I didn't even see this level. You know, when I didn't have to deal with the ice, like the ice blocks, it was actually all right. You know, the the snow, like the part with the snowman's head, where you had to jump on top of the penguin. That was cool. Um, because it was like a very, it was very simple, but like a little fun, fun little puzzle. See, I I only thought it was in the DS version because I thought the level was too advanced to like be in N sixty four. I don't know what the N sixty four version was like. Yeah, I have um, no clue. But or, or I have no clue. <laughs> uh, I I I have no clue how they even like. How they even thought so many people would just get to this, like because it yeah, seems just like a putting very... content in. Yeah, but no one knows. But like looking at the at the game, right? This is right at the halfway point. So it seems like very important that like that they would make you able to play all the all the levels here, but I don't know. Yeah, but I think they expected people to getting one hundred percent, getting all the stars, because it's their only game. It's a launch title. It like you yeah. know they're gonna be they're gonna be sitting here playing this game a lot, and plus it's something they talk about on the schoolyard. Like, do you know how to get to the secret? And also, yeah. Nintendo Power exists. You yeah, know? your so one like friend who had Nintendo Power sharing his secrets. Yeah, which is, I mean, there's something to be said about that that's really fun and cool. Back in the day, like, I used to go on, like, CheatCodes.com and, like, look for cheat codes and, like, game facts. And, like, people would put fake hints 
and put fake stuff and it was cool discovering things nowadays you can look everything up like you can look everything up very explicitly which is good yeah. in a way but also kind of ruins some of the magic of yeah, it ruins discovery some of, the, some of the discovery yeah but yeah this but, level when you didn't have to go through these like icicles it was cool because you didn't have to deal with the camera but you did have to go through the icicles you had to deal with the fact that the camera just tries to stuff itself in the middle of like the worst place possible while you're doing this very precise platforming stuff. And I don't know. I, I just got stuck on this for a decent amount of time. I think it was in the deep freeze was the one that I got stuck on for a little bit. And then into the igloo. Those two were just... It, it was actually camera diff. Oh, yeah. No, it's not, like the yeah. camera in the game... And again, context. Here's the context. A million asterisks. Like Mario 64 is a good game. Mario 64 is a great game. It. I. We understand that it was kind of the first of its kind. Really, they were really trying to come up with different ways of doing things. But like seriously, the camera. There are moments where the camera just. You'll. You'll be. It's like it's weird because it's depth perception. Yeah. Where you'll be making a jump. And you think you make it completely, and then it just pans over, and you completely missed, or it pans midair, and then your control, like you're, you'll be jumping and holding forward, the camera will automatically pan, and then you'll just like mess up your whole jump. Yeah. And it's really those moments where the camera takes <clears throat> all control away from you, and then it starts to lock. But sometimes I've had it where the camera glitches, and it locks in a way where it's not supposed to lock, so it's too zoomed in. And I had that happen on Bomb Bomb Battlefield, mm -hmm. where I was like in first person, basically going up the mountain. I'm like, I don't think this is what it was supposed to look like. And then I ran away from the area, then it fixed the camera, and it was like the side of the mountain. I'm like, oh yeah, that was wacky and broken. And first person Mario game. Yeah, no, it was just... It was, I don't know, the camera was, I was just, I was saying this in my stream constantly, just like, I know guys, it's, it sounds like an excuse here, but it really, like, I can't imagine people, even back in the day, people back in the day weren't being like, well, we have to acknowledge that it's, you know, first of its kind, and I'm just happy to play it. They were probably like, the camera just cheated me and I died, because they're playing this well, game, and there's moments that are, that feel pretty BS, but I mean, yeah. overall, it's serviceable. I think part of the reason why the cameras feels especially bad for us is because we have we have third person games with good cameras now. Um, mm -hmm. It's like if you really think like back then there weren't as, nearly as many like third person platformers, and I think the game really did like pave the way for them a little bit. Showed that, yeah, I, like mm -hmm. the camera died for for our for the progression of the genre basically. Yeah, and I mean considering how old the game is and considering how revolutionary it is it still is really serviceable and good it mm -hmm. just there are moments where you realize like oh yeah they didn't know what they were doing yet and you it just hurt this this section just hurts to play yeah. which happened a, a couple of times but it really it also feels like the pacing post the second bowser door we we, we had so much confidence that we would be able to play and beat the game very quickly because we both beat the first two Bowser doors, I think within like a day, like yeah. you were just uh, probably a couple hours. <clears throat> and then the back half of the game after 40 stars is just like twice as long yeah. as the first half of the game. Yeah. I, I think my general comment on the back end of the game is that it requires you to do lots of the, 
the things that were optional before, like all the movement things. And it feels like they took a lot of stuff from early on, just kind of like mashed it together in really weird ways, and everything isn't nearly as linear. And some there's just all these lots of weird new enemies. I think it, it like throws a lot at you, and it doesn't necessarily feel as fun as the first half, which is why I think it's part of why I think it's less memorable for a lot of people. I think it is a lot less memorable. Uh, I mean, there are certain things like TikTok clock, like, all right, we're going to jump around now and toward the, we're going to talk about all the last levels and kind of jump around. Mm-hmm. Um, so wet dry world being the level that is you raise and lower the water level. I don't think that level is quite that fun. I think a lot of people don't like that level that much. Yeah. Wet dry world was, was pretty wonky. I mean, yeah. I just, I just generally found it frustrating at times. Not not even exclusively because of that mechanic. Like the the blocks that you had to like step on and move, I I accidentally like fell off of those a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, there's like a spark part. There's like a level where there's like a lightning spirit thing. You have to like stand on the blocks. Yeah. To like get across. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it felt like everything in that level almost felt like a ch- like pretty much everything going forward that we're gonna be talking about stage wise feels like a battle of frustration and wasting yeah. your time. Where I think a lot of it stems from we're adults who have we're trying to beat the game in a certain amount of time, and if we were kids with infinite time and could keep replaying the level, it yeah. wouldn't matter as much as I'm getting to the very top of Dire Dire Docks. Now there's a really small platform that I need to walk across. I'm walking across it. Oh wait, the camera just turned. I fell all the way to the bottom of the stage. Now I have to walk all the way up to try it again. And then a fire block hits you that they put there just to hit you, to annoy you. And then it's like, I gotta walk all the way up. It feels like they kind of waste your time a lot toward the end. Yeah. With things like that. In Dire Dire Docks, I actually did kind of like the collect the caps uh, part. Because it had Mm -hmm. you going between, like, the different caps, which reminds me, the the vanishing cap level was not not very fun. Oh, the secret? Yeah, I, I fell off the map so many times. Oh yeah, I forgot oh, about is, that. It is so it was it was wild. And they spit you out in a weird spot too, right? That's kind of annoying to get back to. Yeah, and like all the rotate the rotating platforms that you had to like you had to jump mid-air as they're flipping and then jump again mm-hmm. to get up to places it was Man, never want to do it again. I shockingly did that perfect the first try, and I had had difficulties playing that because I had played this game a little bit recently when I did the co-op mod. Yeah. And I had played that level, and I remember dying a bunch on that. But I did it perfectly the first time. Then I tried to do the red coins, and then I immediately failed. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting the red coins there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, shoutouts to the uh, the vanishing cap, which I don't remember what the text says, but it probably says something about making you invisible. Then when you get the metal cap, the text says, this cap makes you invincible. It's like, you have two caps that sound very similar in effect. Why would you call the metal cap invincible if you have a thing that makes you invisible? If you glanced at it, wouldn't that confuse the reader? It's just a weird (laughs) translation thing. Yeah. Actually, there's some weird dialogue in this game. Like, I didn't realize when you pick up the rabbit... It just tells you like a straight up Alice in Wonderland like reference. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was there was also the monkey. I think the monkey was on Tall 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 Mountain, wasn't it? I believe so. Or yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember the monkey was just a little weirdo. 
honestly. <laughs> steals your hat. He steals your drip. Yeah. And then, I, so I thought that level, I fell off that level so many times. And just, I, I was, it was because I kept getting impatient, which mm. I think a lot of the back half of the game, if you were impatient, you would just die and then get frustrated. Yeah. And which would lead to more impatience. Uh, but once I actually got into a groove, there's like three stars that are all at the top of the mountain. It's like the monkey cage and mm -hmm. the one under the waterfall and the one above, and they're all the same thing. So yeah. it's not that bad to do. I thought that stage was okay. I mean, it felt like it, it just kind of felt like filler, to be honest. Like, kind of a lot of the yeah, stages definitely. at the end did. Yeah, Tall Tall Mountain felt like it both felt like filler and it just looked very dull to me. I think that kind of stuck out. Yeah, it was just it was just grass block. Yeah. And um, I mean, tiny huge <laughs> island, which is the other one. I think that's probably the strong one of the stronger. That's probably the most strong level from yeah. the set of levels before the final two levels. Yeah, even if it's just a bit of a gimmick, like oh, everything's either sm really small or really big. Like I, I actually really enjoyed just like interacting with that uh, with that aspect of the level. Mm -hmm. I also like rematching yeah. Koopa. I kind of had a bad time dying constantly on that level, but I like the concept of it. Yeah. And there's also the Wiggler boss there, which I don't know if you did. Uh, yes, I did do the big the Wiggler boss. Yeah, that that's a kind of I mean that's the lamest boss because you just I mean yeah, to be fair is. he's not really even a, an enemy. You just kind of jump on his head a few times. Yeah, kind of beat like, him I'm up. I, I felt a little bad. <laughs> He's like, Mario, I'm actually okay now. And then you, like, stomp him through the net and you just drown him. And he's like, I like the sunroof. It's like, He's like, go, oh, no. no. Yeah, no. Uh, Tiny, huge island. Pretty good. Uh-oh. James is frozen. I gotta pause. I'm gonna... Alright, so James got eaten by the internet warriors, so we're gonna have to do a sync test right now. So I'm gonna say one, two, three. We're gonna clap. One, two, three. Clap sound. We were delayed in our clap. Wait, let's do it again. One, two, three, clap. Perfect. All right, sync. that'll be... I'm sure that'll sync fine. Yes. All right, so... Yeah, I guess we can talk about TikTok Clock, which I think is probably yeah. the strongest of the inside... the last set of levels. There's only two yeah. final levels uh, before the Bowser door. And, mm -hmm. uh... Yeah, what's your opinion on TikTok Clock? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. There's a lot... It's just a lot going on in this level, like, at all times. I I think that it was one of the cases where the other levels have a lot of chaotic things going on at times, but I think this is one of the cases where they managed it a lot better. I think the, yeah, yeah. The enemy variety was kind of cool here, too. And there's still a cool gimmick where, if depending on... I don't remember how it works, but it's like, depending on when you enter the painting, the world can be completely time-stopped, or it can be active. Yeah, I, I remember I, I stumbled upon that and I'm like, what what's even controlling this? And I just kinda I just kinda went through it just because I didn't want to I, this was kinda at the point where I'm I'm just thinking I just want to finish the game. I think we were both really in that mindset of just like and I don't I don't know if it was because we feel time pressure to record the podcast, or if it is just the game if you if you're playing it too much, it does overstay its welcome, especially yeah. if you have other stuff to play in current day. If it was the only game you had, you'd have fun. But, I mean, it feels like the ending feels almost... Uh, the ending half of the game, I think, feels a lot weaker than the, the opening. Yeah. 
and th you notice that weakness, and then you're just dying on things like uh, the classically fun stage Rainbow Ride, where I think I may have gotten one uh, star here and never touched it again. I rather same. I got a hundred coin stars instead. Exactly I'd rather do anything same. else. Yeah. Yeah. I got you ride a magic carpet. You get all the way to the spot you. Uh, I, I I rode a magic carpet all the way to the the building where it goes all the way up into like this giant building. It does this huge loop. And on the inside of the building, one of the fireballs hit me, and I lost the magic carpet. And I was going to have to restart the, the whole level, and uh, I just quit and never looked back. Uh, I don't think anyone likes that level, to be honest. Yeah. Just not... It's just really not fun. Yeah, I, I, I did the exact same thing. I just got got my one star and said, I'm, I'm not coming back. And it's kind of a shame, because it's just like, that's the ending of the game. That's kind of the ending half of the game. You do that. Uh, if you're me, you BLJ up the staircase for fun because it's fun <laughs> to do that. And then you do the final Bowser level, which is fine. Did you do the skip in that level where you just backflip off of the... There's like a spinning elevator. Uh, and if you just backflip, you just skip like half the level because it's, no, it's not I, even I like didn't. hidden. It's just... It's just... It's so close to you. You can just do the like crouching backflip you just they don't have to do half it. of the level. Yeah, it's just like, all right, whatever. And that yeah, was just cutting I, I corners. Did not, I did not personally do that, but I, I was aware of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like how we play games so differently. It's like Matt comes in every week. Oh, yeah, I skipped half the game uh, with some <laughs> glitch that I found. It's like, well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure this half of the game was probably fun if you played it. I will say, though... I for this level, I did figure out you could backwards flip like over Bowser. That made oh yeah, that made the boss fight a lot quicker. Yeah, how I beat the boss was uh, I got really frustrated, and it turns out he charges at you if you stand still. So I just had him charge yeah. at me, and then oh, did you? Is that what you were gonna say? You backflipped over him? Then just like I just uh, no, walked I, him I, into I just, the mine. I just raw backflipped over him most of the time, but I did realize the whole like he charges at you thing in the second boss fight. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to have to land three Bowser throws because it was awful. So I had him charge into me, and then I would just have him stand right next to the mine. So when I grabbed his tail, it just instantly killed him anyway. Although I yeah. had to make the last throw, and I missed it so many times. I died yeah, a few times on that fight. Was, the last throw was a little difficult. I was just like, I want to be, I want it to be over. Bowser throws are terrible. Even speedrunners hate them. Yeah. So long, King Bowser, if you will. Yep. While we're on the topic uh, of the ending, I was very caught off guard by by Princess Peach talking like that. Oh yeah, that she actually, talks at the beginning too. That actually scared me though, because it <laughs> it had been so long since I'd been at the beginning. I forgot that people like like talked in this game. Yeah, Princess Peach is kind of creepy, like flying down from like yeah. the the castle. Yeah, and I played just... a Mario sixty four horror game on stream that like <laughs> used her as the enemy. So oh it was extra, God. extra creepy. Use that model. Um, so, yeah. did you get really frustrated playing the ending half of this game? Like to the point where you're like, "Man, this sucks. I don't like playing this." Uh, there was actually a point where I considered um, DMing you on Discord, saying that I can't finish. Yeah, I was also thinking like, "Oh, I know what the game's ending is. I could just talk about it." Yeah. It just wasn't that fun. Like it wasn't. It just it didn't that the back half of the game. Some of those levels were just so frustrating because it was just, it felt like it was wasting your time. And that's, I feel like it's yeah. tough to say about a game like Mario 64, which is like 
critically acclaimed classic. Um, but I think if you played it today, and we both don't really have nostalgia for the game. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing this game full of nostalgia, you could see through the flaws. But if yeah. you were playing this game today and you're a kid, first of all, I, I feel like if a, if a kid was playing this game, I don't think they would really have a good time. Like if they're playing the Switch re-release. Because yeah. I, I feel like they would just be too archaic for them and hard because I'm at, I don't know I can't I can't see someone getting used to those controls whereas if they were playing like a Mario 3 or a 2D platformer I think it's hard but it could still be doable I think the 3D yeah. nowadays cameras are so nice and smooth and yeah. 3D movement everything is so nice that it's so janky it would just be hard to see people getting into and i think that's the whole n64 yeah, we're, we're library yeah like i i i was i have no nostalgia for the n64 which means any game on there is hard to get into uh, i think with maybe the exception of like zelda ocarina of time and majora's mask because i think both of those games hold up pretty well with some jank but i think they're they hold up uh pretty well but other stuff i don't know yeah i I do think that one thing that to consider and one thing that I considered um, as I was playing this is that uh, it's entirely possible that the devs didn't want didn't think that everybody should necessarily finish the game like they probably thought inevitably there would be a bunch of people that just wouldn't finish and that may be why the there's you know three Bowser boss fights because it kind of says like at this point the difficulty may go up maybe these people won't won't continue playing it and they can feel the a little bit of, not necessarily closure, but satisfaction that, you know, they, they beat Bowser at some point in this game, you know? Yeah, fair enough. It, it does feel like when you beat the game, it doesn't feel like you really beat the game until you get all the stars anyway. Yeah. Um, And if you get all 120 stars or whatever, you can get a cannon and get on the roof and Yoshi's there and you say hi to Yoshi and all that stuff. Yeah. But it, it really just feels like, okay, just keep playing the game. There's more game here. It's just you beat this part of the game uh you could just go experience and i think also it's one of those games where people would just chip away at and i did that when i played the ds version you'll be like oh i'm a kid i'll do the 100 coin star today like i'll chip away at these and it's a game you can keep coming back to and you're supposed to play it i think over a long period of time i think by doing it like in a big burst like we did kind of also didn't help uh it didn't help the experience i think rushing yeah. it a bit yeah i i agree definitely that the way that the way in which we consume this game was not necessarily how it is intended so our experience will not necessarily be the intended experience yeah but i think it's also still fair to say that there are moments in this game that aged poorly and oh yeah definitely. I, people should if they're really gonna come at us in <laughs> saying like I can't believe you talked a little bit badly about that game. I mean, they should just replay it and do those parts yeah. of the game. Like, replay it past... Here, here's kind of the deal. Once you play a game like this, it's kind of an older game. If A lot of times, and I've done this, you'll revisit it, you'll play the first few worlds, and then you'll just turn it off and never play it again. Yep. So you're super nostalgic for that. And then the entire back half of the game is like a complete mystery, and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, any final Mario 64 related thoughts, I guess? Uh, anything about the game at all? Uh, people played games differently back then. 
we play games very differently now. The way we play games now is better. Games <laughs> now are better. We're better. And old, I'll, old I'm excited suck. for Mario 66 with the Battle Pass. <laughs> I mean, there that is one of the things to talk about, though. Like, we're... It's a video game ass video game. Yeah. Compared to nowadays, where you know you get half the content or whatever. Yeah, but I guess there is there is a little bit of the, that missing like immersion of like yeah, I'm playing a video game. Like it doesn't it doesn't care about the rules, things like that. But the things in this game that make it charming also make it bad sometimes. So yeah, there's there's a there's a little bit of that jank versus charming jank that mm-hmm. you know but i think i think my my overall experience was positive and i i think you should check it out again if you haven't played it in a while but if you ever feel like you want to stop playing just turn it off you know yeah get, get your mario fill like really slowly and uh if you feel like playing it turn it back on you know it don't don't uh i don't think you have to beat this game i think you can kind of just take it at your own pace Mm-hmm. yeah like there's no there's no obligation to to complete the game like we had yeah all right let's move into viewer mail now we're looking a little sparse on viewer mail today so i'm gonna pull up some random internet podcast questions because i think they're funny sometimes uh if you want to send us a message uh you can send it most conveniently we'll read it at h-y-e-p podcast at gmail.com that is H Y E P podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, otherwise, podcast. what? What's up? Yep, podcast. Oh, the Yep podcast. Yeah. Uh, also on the Discord and stuff like that, but I might not see it on the Discord. But we actually do have a question from the Discord, which was What games did you like as a child but don't like anymore? And I think I can kind of start that off if you want to think about it. Now, I think maybe, just off the cuff, maybe the Pokemon games. And <laughs> to be specific, I mean, to be specific, anything that is like kind of... I, I fell off of Pokemon at, let's see, X and Y I played. And that was kind of the last one I really played and enjoyed. I have kind of played all the way up to Sword and Shield. And I played Sword and Shield, I'm like, this is kind of trash. But... Mm. If I'm thinking nostalgic Pokemon games, the only childhood Pokemon game I had was Leaf Green, which I really liked. And then I had... uh, I missed Emerald, which that generation, uh, Mm -hmm. Ruby and Sapphire, which is... People really like that. And then I played the DS. uh, I played Diamond and Pearl and Platinum, and I really liked Platinum. And Mm -hmm. that game has a lot of issues. Uh, as a kid, I really liked Platinum. Playing it, trying to play that game now, you'll notice that like in the DS games, it has like so slow when you when you attack an enemy, uh, their health bar is so goes down so slow, and there's so many like slow things. Mm-hmm. But there's still exploration in that game that's really good. It's just it's kind of boring. And also, once you've played one Pokemon game and you played like eight of them, it gets old, you know. I don't know if you share the same Pokemon yeah. opinion. Um, yeah, the last Pokemon game I played was, uh, I think, Pearl. I, I think I had Diamond and my brother had Pearl. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I do have fond memories of it, but I also, I can acknowledge I don't really wish to revisit it. Well, I think James died again. One second. I think the Mario 64 fans are hacking into the broadcast because that's our second drop. 
tonight, but you were talking about Pokemon Pearl. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I'm not too crazy about revisiting Pokemon games. You know, I'll just let it. I'll let it live on as a childhood memory. But since you did mention games that are kind of samey, and uh, you know, once you played one, you played them all. I I do. My answer is actually Call of Duty. I oh used wow! To, I used to love the Call of Duty games as a kid, like especially like Black Ops and Modern Warfare 2. I played those a lot. Now, actually, like in real time, every every year, I slowly like I slowly like them less and less. <clears throat> and I think once I got to Call of Duty Ghosts, I'm like, yeah, I never want to play these games again. It's kind of funny because I had a similar but now inverse experience where. I played like Modern Warfare 2 and then Black Ops and then I, I think I stopped at Black Ops 2 and I uh, I was like, ah, these aren't for me. And then recently, as as far as Cold War, I think, it was on sale and I bought it. And I was like, I haven't played a Call of Duty game in years and I had a lot of fun playing it. It was just kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And I'm even considering like maybe I'll buy Modern Warfare 2 too. But yeah. it's seventy dollars, and I'm not buying it for that price. Maybe <laughs> when it goes on sale, I'll buy it. I think the Call of Duty games are kind of good, like meme games. Like, like they're games you play like when you're with your friends when you're drunk or something. Oh, exactly. That's like their perfect application. <clears throat> and sometimes you want that though. And in, in again, it's junk food. It's a yeah. junk food video game, and it, that's yeah. not bad. I have a lot more respect for Call of Duty now than I used to because there was a time. I think when you were a kid. The thing you like that uh, then becomes like, oh, it's like it's so stinky to play Call of Duty. And it's funny. We saw that with Minecraft a little bit on Reddit. Yeah. People, there was a time period where everyone was like, yeah, Minecraft's great. And then there was a time period. I don't know if you remember this, where everyone on the Internet was like, Minecraft is bad. And everyone was like, Fortnite good. And yeah, then people went completely then... opposite. And we're like, yeah. Fortnite bad. Minecraft good. Yeah. Minecraft struck back. Yeah, it's crazy. It, yeah. Minecraft is insane because uh, that was like a childhood game for me and now yeah. is still a childhood game for like an entire generation of people. Yeah, I feel like um, every Discord server, I, I mean, there's always a point where they say like, you know, we should start a Minecraft server. I've done that so many times. I did that for yeah. my Twitch stream too and it didn't pan out very <laughs> well because I get way too invested in the modding and like plugins and then it becomes a job and I yeah. don't like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, um, Minecraft, I bought Minecraft when it was still, you had to, like, go to Notch's PayPal and, like, DM him, basically, <laughs> to get it. Yeah, oh no, I, I, God. you actually so, had to do that? Yeah, you go on Notch's PayPal, you buy the game in, like, the Swedish Krona, is it Krona or whatever? Like, whatever the Swedish oh currency God. was, and, uh, it was super, like, sketchy. And uh, I'm glad I did it. So I, I believe I, I saw on G4 TV when that was on TV still, I saw them playing Minecraft. I'm like, I have to play it. And I went to the website and there was Minecraft Classic, which was free, but it was just nothing. It was build mode. So it was garbage. And I was like, I have to play survival. Like, I have to play this. So I, I bit the bullet and was able to get Minecraft by going on this PayPal and... Uh, I was playing it and that I was hooked. Like uh, if Minecraft came out probably earlier and was more acceptable, like I, I remember distinctly the, the Halloween that year I wanted to go as like Steve for Minecraft. And nowadays <laughs> you could go to, you could go to like target and there's a, just there's Minecraft Legos. When I was, when I, when I was a boy, we had it rough. No, um, 
no, you weren't you weren't seeing that. You had to do like some homebrew stuff. Uh, but it is crazy that 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 became such a big game. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw Minecraft Legos. I'm like, damn, I'm old. Yeah, and I was like, I wish I. I mean, I could still enjoy them now, but yeah. I would have enjoyed them more as a kid. I would have went crazy. Yeah. It feels like it's so nice to be a kid in some ways if you like video games now, because there's so much merchandise targeted towards you. Uh, wh- like when I was younger, mm-hmm. like you kind of had like Mario stuff, maybe. God, I remember like sometimes I would like sometimes I would play a game and like I wish I could have this like in my hands. Like you know, I oh, wish yeah. I could like like a physical version. Yeah, like so- something physical, <laughs> and, then, and then it wasn't there, and now I'm like, wow, I. Every there's a physical version of everything. I can have my my Apex Legends action figures. Yeah, I wonder how my life would be different if I was growing up during a time of like esports and like mm-hmm. would I have wanted to do something like that or just yeah. how obsessed I would have been with. Like I know for a fact that I probably would have been obsessed with like Fortnite and all those games, like like all games that are super obsessive right now. Uh, but I never really got into them nowadays like i i don't don't get into them but you know there's certain things i mean actually i I will talk about roblox a bit like that again that was another thing as a kid that was relevant for me and it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool and kind of crazy that that's still like a super popular kids thing like i I was playing that game in 08 and uh yeah still going strong today and i'll hop on there every now and again it's a completely different game it's still it is interesting to see what people are up to although there's some uh corrupt uh there's some corrupt usage of children's time making games and then taking their money and paying them out in robux and all that stuff yeah i've i've read a couple articles on the the roblox controversies yeah i will stand by its use as a tool for education though because it does get a lot of people into computer programming same thing with neopets did that with html uh just giving kids an excuse to learn programming to make games and stuff like that and i'm sure they go on later to be programmers and stuff like that yeah uh, i do think this is definitely a, a, a tangent but um halo infinite i don't know if they released their forge mode or if they're close to releasing it but they do have like a visual scripting thing going on and i thought that was really cool um i've seen on twitter like a couple of people making some some crazy things like that there's like an arcade game in somebody's forge level yeah, I, I'm always I'm always down for that kind of stuff. It's just really awesome putting, you know, both putting more power in the community's hands and also letting them teach themselves a bit about like what what making a game or even making a game mode actually looks like. Yeah, and you never know when you'll get the next like Dota or Counter Strike or Team Fortress or any of those games. Like I guess yeah. I guess Battle Royale, you know, kind of like the biggest thing of all time for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, came out of modding and stuff like that. And it does make you wonder what the next, like, big thing is. Uh, I mean, I guess auto chess is kind of fairly new. That's kind of a yeah. genre that took off. Yeah, I do think it's a little less popular in, like, the in like America, too. Like, I know I know those are big and, like, a lot bigger in, like, Asia and stuff like that. Like, I remember mm-hmm. when Dota auto chess was blowing up, you would see, like, they were breaking records for their player numbers, and you'd see it's literally, God, like, at some point, half of the players that were online at a time were, were in, like, China. And they were yeah, just playing I, auto chess. I'm not a huge auto chess fan, although it just goes... To, it just doesn't itch the same kind of things I want out of a game. Uh, there's a lot of that stuff where I want more, like... 
I don't know. I I kind of like more single player experiences too, a lot of the time, or just grindy kind of stuff. I don't know. Auto chess never really did it for me. Yeah, I uh, never. Same got thing with like some card either. games and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, someone in the Discord said tack and the power of juju, which I thought was a really good one because I also remember being like I rented that game. And then regretting that I returned it because I'm like, oh, it was too hard for me as a kid, I guess. I couldn't figure something yeah, out. I, I had the same experience. It was too hard for me as a kid. I couldn't get past like some very early part. And I'm like, well, I, I don't like this. I don't want to play it anymore. And I think they didn't let me return it at GameStop for some reason. So I just kind of held on to it. I'm like, wow, I, I just have to stare at this and know it, this game beat me. Oh, God. That reminds me a little bit of what. So when I was a kid. There's the there is the debate. Do I get the GBA version of this game or do I get the PS2 version of the game? Now nowadays, if you get the Switch version versus the PC, whatever, it's not going to be that different of a game. But yeah. back in the day, a GBA oh, port yeah. compared to a PS2 game is a very different experience. And it yes. was for SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, a <clears throat> game that people love. Uh, that game. I never so I had the option the PS2 version or the Game Boy version. I mm -hmm. foolishly chose the Game Boy version cuz I could play it then I think. I was like I could play it now on my Game Boy. Oh, and no. I vividly remember popping in the game, being in the mall, playing it for 2 seconds, hating it, taking the game out and like whipping it across the mall and like having a tantrum <laughs> cuz I was like a, I don't know how old I was, very young. Yeah. And um it just being a whole issue, and I and I was like, I immediately regretted the choice, and I had never played Battle for Bikini Bottom, the uh, good version, for years until the remake. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was a big choice back in the day. I don't know if you had anything like that where you uh, did you ever play any, like movie tie-in games or something? You just yeah. get like really sad. Yeah, a lot. Um. I remember like the Transformers movie games were very they're very low effort but like there's something in them that made me want to like keep playing them because you know when I play with my friends and it's like there are always these moments that just felt really satisfying like yes this is a this is a Transformers fantasy right here and the then DS I would spend, ones? uh n no the um the ones that were on like Xbox 360 hmm. um I think I did play one of the DS ones but I don't remember it very well but yeah like those one those ones had like online multiplayer and it was it was so weird like i remember i think it was the one for the second movie like i think it was revenge of the fallen <clears throat> to like drive around you had to like you had to hold down right trigger and it was it like you would transform and drive around while you're holding down right trigger and then when you let go you would transform back and it, it was very it was just so janky because like it was also you would also like shoot using right trigger but you had to ads to shoot it all like you couldn't hit fire it's so weird. It was, it was just wonky. All right. I think with we'll end with Wonk because we're almost over time here. Wonk. Yeah, Wonk City. Uh, yeah, but I've been Matt, a.k.a. Matt Fondude. And uh, you've been? Who have you been? Wait, can you do it again like you did in the intro? <laughs> who, have sure. you, who have you been? I've been James, a.k.a. James 04E. <laughs> and that's how he's going to talk for the rest of the podcast. For rest of all time. Actually, vote now. Call on your phone, 7877-222-James New Voice. Call now. Vote one. Press 1 if you want James to always do the British voice. 
or press two if you want him to only sometimes do the voice. <laughs> Dial in on your on your uh, on your Zoom, your Zoom phone. I think we end the podcast here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>